This week's Parsha is Parshas, and again a double Parsha, Parshas Bahar and Bichu Kaysai. Uh, but we're going to focus on the beginning of Parshas Bahar, which is the mitzvah of Shemitah, the mitzvah of the sabbatical year, that every seventh year um, the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael would have to not work their fields, and it was called a year of Shemitah, a sabbatical year. As the Pasuk says, um, Vashon HaShviyas, in the seventh year, Tishba is Shabbos LaHashem, it should be a sabbatical for Hashem. Now, obviously, the concept of the Shemitah, the sabbatical year, is very much connected, very similar, to the Shabbos that we do every week. Um, both of them are in the same cycle of sevens, and in both of them we have, uh, just like in the regular week, we have six days that we work, and we're involved in our work, and the seventh day is Shabbos. So the same thing we have here in the years, the same cycle of six days of six years of work, and the seventh years where we rest, then we have that sabbatical year for Hashem. Um, and they're all connected with the way the world was created, as the Torah tells us, that Hashem created the world in six days of work, or effort, or involvement. And those six days represent where Hashem was involved in the world, and in the worldly, in the creating of this mundane world. And the seventh day, Hashem rested, which means that Hashem, so to speak, took a step away from creation of this physical and mundane world and sort of came back to himself, to the holy, to the divine that's beyond the worldly. And in the same way, we're expected to do the same. We're expected to spend six days a week involved in the world, in the mundane workings of the world um, and pursuits of the world. And Shabbos is a day to take a step back and connect to the divine, connect to Hashem, again, much as Hashem did Himself when He created this world. And the same thing repeats itself in the concept of the sabbatical year, where six, for six years we work the land, are involved in the mundane and the physical, and the seventh year is a year of Shabbos, a year um, to, to refocus um, on the divine and the spiritual and on the holy. So, of course, the comparison is very loud and very clear. At the same time, being that we're talking about two separate mitzvahs, um, there's got to be a unique message to each in which way they're different. Be, in other words, although it's true that they have uh, the same general concept of taking time off the mundane and focusing on the spiritual and on the divine, um, the sixth versus the seventh, Yet there's a difference between the way it's Shabbos done on the, on the weekly uh, on the weekly cycle of Shabbos and the yearly cycle of the Shemitah year. And something that's telling about that is that Shabbos is something that we are commanded to observe at all times and all places. It, Shemitah is very different. Shemitah is only in the land of Israel, so that anyone who lives outside of the land of Israel, these laws of Shemitah do not apply to them as far as not working the land or anything like that. Um, and even as far as time, according to uh, many opinions of the major halachic authorities, the mitzvah of Shemitah nowadays, when the Jewish people are in exile, so even in Israel, is only rabbinic. And that's a, uh, it's a great halachic debate, which I'm not going to get into, but amongst the early, early halachic authorities, which is in the time of exile, is the Shemitah observed in Israel as a Torah commandment or as a rabbinic commandment. So to be clear, according to all opinions, Shemitah is observed nowadays in Israel, but yet it's not clear whether it's a Torah commandment nowadays or merely rabbinic. So be that as it may, Shabbos definitely has no limitations. It's always applicable. Again, wherever you are, Israel or not, in any time, Shabbos is always applicable. Shemitah, 
is not applicable outside of Israel, and even inside of Israel nowadays, it's questionable whether it's a Torah or rabbinic commandment. So all of this is telling of some difference in the message of Shabbos versus Shemitah. And what makes it even more interesting is that it would seem, Shabbos would seem to be a greater level of holiness than Shemitah, or a greater greater removal from the mundane, because there are so many things that are forbidden to do on Shabbos. Shabbos, one is not allowed to do really any type of malacha, any type of work, and there's all the different types of works that are forbidden on Shabbos. When it comes to Shemitah, the, um, the prohibition is, is clearly only not to work the land. But, you know, there's no problem with lighting a fire on Shemitah. There's no problem carrying outside on Shemitah. There's no problem in sewing or knitting or cooking or baking or any of that on Shemitah. So the prohibitions of Shabbos are far more um, inclusive um, than Shemitah. And therefore, one would think Shabbos represents a greater level of holiness and removal from the mundane. And yet... As we pointed out, Shabbos is applicable everywhere, not just in the land of Israel. So it's something that's applicable everywhere, all places, all times. So how is it that this seemingly greater level of divinity has no limitations and applies everywhere versus Shemitah that seemingly is of a lesser nature of divinity and is nevertheless um, limited to holier places and holier times? How to understand this? So... The basic idea that the Rebbe gives us is the following, a very beautiful and very powerful idea. And that is, when we talk about the need that we all have to take a break from the mundane, take a step back and refocus on the divine, on the spiritual, on the meaning and the reason behind everything that we do. Which, of course, as I said, is the general point of Shabbos and Shemitah, taking that break of the mundane and refocusing um, on the divine and the spiritual, the deeper meaning. There are two general important steps. One represented by Shabbos and one represented by Shemitah. Shabbos is the idea where we totally take a step away from the mundane. Shabbos is a day devoted exclusively to holiness. And even the eating on Shabbos, even the sleeping on Shabbos becomes a mitzvah. It's holy eating, it's holy. Everything on Shabbos is only a mitzvah. And that's why Shabbos is so extreme as far as not doing any type of uh, melacha, any type of work, as the Torah tells us, what's considered work on Shabbos. But it's, it's a very extreme stepping away from the, you know, the grind, the daily grind, the weekly, the mundane and the physical, and focusing on the holy and the spiritual. So important once a week to take that step away, step above into the spiritual realm of Shabbos. And that, of course, gives us energy to go back to the next week and remain focused. Shemitah, on the other hand, is also about focusing on the holy, but in a different direction. In Shemitah, we focus how everything that we do is part of holiness, is part of our connection to Hashem, is part of our serving Hashem. And that's why, yes, on Shemitah, we take a break from working the land, but that's it. Everything else we do, we do all the regular mundane activities, even the land. We're not allowed to do business with the land because we're supposed to be focusing on holiness, but we're allowed to eat the fruits of the land, and all the fruits of the land are actually considered holy on Shemitah. Um, And we're allowed to partake from anything from our lands um, as long as we're not doing it for business reasons and with the basic guidelines of Shemitah. And definitely there's no other type of of malacha or work that's forbidden on Shemitah. 
Because Shemitah is really the idea for us to focus on a pasuk that's written in the book of Mishlei, of Proverbs, which says, Bechal do'ehu. To remember that Hashem ultimately wants us to serve Him in all of our ways, with all of our regular mundane activities, can all become part of our serving Hashem. And that's what Shemitah is versus Shabbos. So whereas Shabbos is taking a step away and just re- and refocusing on our connection to Hashem and that that's the, ultimately the center point of our life, Shemitah is taking that one step further and bringing that focus on godliness into the regular mundane activities of our life and telling us and, and teaching us and energizing us how we can see to it that everything we do and all the normal everyday pursuits are all part of serving Hashem. And that's why Shemitah can only truly be appreciated in a, in a place like Eretz Yisrael, which is holy. In order for us to really appreciate how everything is holy and how even the, even the ground and the food of the ground and all of our activities can be holy, that requires a place that's holier or a time that's holier or a time when there's a Beis HaMikdash. And that's why until Mashiach comes, this Avoidah, of of seeing Kedusha and everything that we do is something that can't be an ultimate commandment. So our mundane activities ultimately stay mundane. They're not seen in the same light of holiness as our davening and learning because until we have that exalted, elevated state of holiness in the world, there still is that divide between the holy and the mundane. So Shemitah teaches us all your ways can be holy. But it can only truly be recognized in a holier land like Eretz Yisrael and in a holier place, like, I'm sorry, holier time, like when we have a Beis HaMikdash. And surely, very soon, Mashiach will come and we'll have the third Beis HaMikdash and then it's written that the entire world will attain the level of Kedusha of holiness as, is, as Eretz Yisrael. Then we'll truly be able to appreciate the concept of Shemitah, the concept how it's not only Torah learning and mitzvahs, where we're able to connect to Hashem at the highest level, but that every part of our day, can be equally holy and equally connected to Hashem and in our purpose of being here in this world. Have a wonderful Shabbos.